Welcome to the podcast. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Three Man Fast Break Podcast. Yeah, it's Thursday. It's Thursday afternoon. Uh, we've got a little treat for our listeners today. We brought on uh, another podcaster, Brett Gerber. He has his own podcast. Uh, he's going to be on today for just a little bit while Calvin is still making his way home. Uh, we're going to go ahead and put out uh, this episode later tonight, though. And hey, we're going to get started here. Uh, NCAA. Looks like we might have football. It looks like it. Oh, looking for now, like it, folks. Uh, it may just be a three-team super conference, which is maybe more interesting than you think. Uh, just delete two conferences. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> just, just if you don't want to play, get out the way. Yeah, yeah. The train's moving, man. And I'll, I'll say this: uh, not that we're not going to get political, but it does definitely seems like uh, it's along like political lines right now. But yeah. was anybody going to watch the Pac-12 besides diehard fans anyways? No. No, no they weren't. And if, am I going to be upset if I don't have to see uh, Oregon State game on a Thursday night? No, I'm not. I'm not going to be upset with either that. Uh, they suck. I mean, right? The Pac-12 is awful. I, I didn't even know Cal still had a football team. After yeah, I didn't know they still had the football program. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just it's just ridiculous. Um, the Big Ten, on the other hand, that's a little bit devastating. But uh, – but, Still, half the Big Ten is, you know, Illinois, Indiana. They all suck. So we're moving on with it. You know, Big 12 playing, ACC playing, SEC playing. Yes, How do you sir. see this playing out, Dex? I, you know, for me personally, I, I think uh, the programs have already started doing a great job of keeping the players safe and healthy. Uh, but I think if you're a football player, you just got to realize – uh, you're not doing any parties this year. I, I don't think you need to be going anything. Uh, your your job this year is school football, and that's about it. And if you want a season, then you will stick to those rules. It's very simple. It's very easy to follow. Just don't be an idiot. And if you are an idiot, stay away from the team. Um, you know, I, I think it's it's a it's a very very easy thing to follow if you want to play, and if you don't, then get out the way. But very excited that there's going to be Big 12 football this year. Um, I also think that OSU's planning on having fans in the stadium, which is great. Seems like yeah. it. I don't know. I'm sure that they'll come out with something at some point, maybe. Yeah. But uh, I'm fine with wearing a mask. And not I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll wear a mask and watch. I mean, for me and Jake, we're we're good either way. We're not we're not worried about getting it. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it'll still be good. Brett, what do you think? Well, for my thing, it says. That we would have to wear masks, which doesn't really like. I was fine with doing that anyways. Yeah. But then it said something about being in certain groups, so I don't know if that'd be like adults or like just regular fans in one section, or just like grouping the student section all together, or in like yeah. grouping you since we're all like quarantining in our own like fraternities or sororities or dorms, like grouping us up by those. Can you, you imagine, dude? Can you imagine if they had like an old lady section of a stadium, <laughs> <laughs> or like awesome. like an old person's section? Uh, they'd probably be sitting in the box seats, to be honest, or like suites. I would be yeah, actually okay with that. Yeah. I don't care. As long as we have football and we have fans. I was cool. just excited that they announced we were having fans because I totally thought 
that me going to a game this year was out of the picture, and the only yeah. fans that would be able to go would be season ticket holders. See, yeah. I thought they might be doing where you can do like part students, like students might be able to go like two games. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. It seems awesome that we're like at least have a plan. Like the NCAA had no real plan. Like I mean, yeah. it's not the NCAA's fault. I've said this many times. The NCAA does not rule over college football, especially the Power Five. Like they have no rule. I mean, the Power Five conferences make way more money than the NCAA yeah. does every year. Yeah. Texas, exactly. this is a crazy stat. Texas, <laughs> University of Texas football program has sucked for 10 years, and they still make annual revenue, their football team, higher than the whole NCAA. So, there, I mean, there's no rule by the NCAA. So all these people yeah. are like, uh, you know, NCAA leadership is bad. No, 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 no. It's all the conferences have a bunch of dumbass people that run them and want to make all these, you know, virtue signaling decisions that have really no impact on themselves. So what we've seen is that all the players want to play, and if the ones that don't want to play don't want to play, they don't have they to play. Have to play. Yeah. They do not have and, to play. No one is forcing you to play. Uh, again, I don't really give a, a shit about the Pac-12. I'm sorry. I just don't care. Uh, don't care. Won't care. Probably won't ever care until USC is at least somewhat, you know, respected. Oregon. I, I, I want to see Oregon good. They need Oregon. Good luck. Well, but I, I'm just saying they need a USC to be really good back to where they were. They need yeah. Oregon to stay relevant. They need Washington to stay relevant. And then Stanford needs to pick it up a little bit because they're they're falling off the horse. Well, Utah, Utah was yeah. really good last year. And it's Utah like, was good. Utah but, was good. But you saw it happen at the end of the season. It's like it's not respectable. You know, mm-hmm. they barely beat exactly. BYU. They get housed by the best team in their conference. And then they get housed by a 7-5 and five Texas team. Like, yeah. come on. You're obviously not good enough to play in the playoff, and they've shown that, and so is Oklahoma. But, I mean, they are at least every year, you know, almost undefeated. Yeah, um, but, hey, let's let's move I on. A, I have a question real quick. Okay. Hey, Dax, what do you think about the presidents of the colleges making the call and if they're having a football season or not? Like, not the coaches, not the players. Like, it's literally the presidents. Again, yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't understand that. I, I think it needs to be a committee decision. I think there needs to be, yeah. like, a – some sort of COVID, uh, COVID um, alliance team, yeah, alliance or whatever. <laughs> and you have a, represent, a representative from the, the players. You have a representative from the coaching staff. You have the president there. You have the athletic director, and you all make a decision. You all make a vote. Everyone has can voice their opinions, and then from there, you make a decision that's best for your university. The thing, the thing with COVID, the entire time has been it's different from state to state. So. You know, North Dakota could make a different call than Texas can, yeah, and yeah. that should be their call. Not, I don't, I don't feel like this needs to be a conference thing. I, I think if a, a team wants to play, so we'll throw North for example. They are, I'm, I'm just kind of spitballing here, but from what I've heard, they're relatively low on cases. Is that am I wrong in saying that? Wait, North Dakota. Yeah, North Dakota, or, or like a northern state I mean, that's most, not as... rural states, like have a lot of rural cities, don't have very many high cases, like Montana. Right. So, or, you know. Exactly. So, so, I mean, that's my point. So, North Dakota State should be able to say, hey, we want to play, we're going to play, we're going to have a non-conference schedule. You know, it, it's just, it needs to be a, a group decision and not just a president making the decision for everyone else. I mean, yeah. I got two things. First of all, where's the cure? I mean, I'm I'm on the side. I'm on the team cure, man. We gotta get a cure. <laughs> uh, but the second thing is, is like, I mean, if if it's like, I mean, you can line up and play kickball at recess when you're in fifth grade, right? I mean, those kids don't want to play, go on the play set, right? You just you just you just play. Yeah. You just draft teams to play. Agree. It's not that hard. 
And like all the TV deals and all the money, I understand some of that and, you know, paying the players, all that comes into it. But at the end of the day, yeah. I'm, I'm here to watch football. I'm not here to, you know, I'm not here to hear about what president did what, you know, and that's that's the thing that the president seem like they are, you know, bigger than the players. And in yeah. some aspects they are. But you're telling me that, you know, nobody knows who Mark Emmert is. Everybody knows who, you know, Trevor Lawrence is. So, like, you yeah. got to just decide with the players. And I just feel bad for guys like Micah Parsons or, like, Panay Sewell or Justin Fields. Like, these dudes were going to be top five NFL draft picks. Well, Micah Parsons was, yeah. opted out. Still are. Still oh, are. But, like, yeah. even still, they would have played. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah. But they, like, they're literally losing millions of dollars on this because they have no chance to up their draft stock. And if some dudes in the Big 12, ACC, or SEC bump them, then, yeah. like, it affects them and their families coming to money. So, I mean, I can see that. But also, a lot of those guys, like, I mean, if you're the top 1% or yeah. 2% first-round pick, you're still getting picked in the first round, I bet. But, like, yeah. You do make a good point. There's there's some guys, there could have been a breakout star in the Big 10 this season that was going to be, you know, a lottery pick. And then a guy from the Big 12 was, or Big 12 or SEC or ACC is going to take that spot. It's just... The way well, it is, like they're, Joe Burrow. Yeah, they were talking about Joe. Like Joe Burrow's in the same situation last year. Like he exactly. was going to be maybe right. a late round draft pick. Maybe like he might even not even be drafted. And then now he's the number one pick because he had such yeah. a great year. So, yeah, I mean, we could talk all day about COVID and NCAA football, but I think uh, we need to also realize that we are pumped for football season. Yeah, we are um, pumped that there is a football season. Yeah, and it it's one of those things that you're just a little bit grateful because uh, OSU is actually going to be pretty good this year. Hopefully, count, count your blessings there. Yeah, count your blessings. Uh, I think we're going to move on, though. Uh, we're going to do some some buying selling on NFL quarterbacks. Uh, Brett is a um, he, he's a self-certified uh, quarterback guru, NFL guru, in fact. So we're going to go through about five. I think we've got five, six quarterbacks on here. Uh, ones that are, you know, everybody buys Patrick Mahomes. Everybody sells, uh, you know, Nathan Peterman. But these ones are kind <laughs> of in the middle. They're in the middle. Uh, so we're going to go ahead. Kind of the gray area. Yeah, gray area of NFL starters, or some of them might even not even be starters. So, because uh, they're you're, they're young or whatever. So we'll go here. Um, first one is Baker Mayfield. Um, we'll go in a circle here. So I'll go ahead and say I'm buying this year. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you. Like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And Jake is quite possibly the biggest Baker Mayfield hater in the world. Yeah, I'm buying this year though because I, you know there's just something there. There's something there. He's young. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but he has too many weapons to fail. I don't know why the hell they picked him first overall. They have so much talent around Yeah. Him. Okay, thank you. <laughs> is that your mom? <laughs> is that Jessica? Yeah. What does Jessica think about Baker? Well, mom, can I get a couple bottles of water, please? Hey, mom, quick question. Are you buying or selling Baker Mayfield this year? It's a it's a it's a quarterback question. Are you buying or selling stock in Baker Mayfield this year? She said selling. She's selling. Mom, yeah, my mom's selling stock. On I'm Baker not about to sell. I just think he's going to be better than last year. Yeah, I I fully disagree. I would sell Baker Mayfield so hard. Like, obviously, I'm not the biggest fan of OU in general. But I think Baker Mayfield is a great leader, and he can definitely lift a lot of his teammates. But, I mean, he's got guys like Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., um, David Njoku, and they just signed Austin Hooper. He has a above, I would say, a top 15 offensive line. Yes. And the dude has done nothing with it. Nothing. 
So, yeah. I mean, Could they don't have much. anyone behind him. And the Browns have had horrible draft position. Cody Kessler. Yeah, but I definitely think the Browns <laughs> are another mediocre, like, 4-12. and 4-12? and 12. Yeah. Another no. They literally have so much talent, but they don't do anything with it. They Odell had... Beckham Jr. is the biggest, he's the most overhyped receiver there is. Okay. He does nothing. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. Maybe too soon. They had a Lebanese-type explosion of a season last year. And went seven and nine. There's no way they're going four and twelve. Dude, they are so bad. I'm telling you, this is gonna be Baker Mayfield's last year in the NFL. Last Whoa! Year. That Dude. is a burning pole. He is literally going to flop this year so Put hard. It on and they're just gonna there's too much quarterback talent early in this draft with <laughs> Dax is, Dax just put a mask on so that way he can be <laughs> safe from that take. <laughs> so he can be at this college football. But, I mean, there's guys like Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, and there's probably going to be yeah, another the, quarterback coming up. I'm just telling you. There's the only Browns, three or four. But the Browns are going to be in position to maybe snag or trade up and get one of those guys, and they're going to have to do it because Baker Mayfield is not the guy. See, I think that's the problem with the Browns, though. They've always done that. Like, they throw in the towel so quickly on a quarterback. You know? Oh, come on. Brandon Whedon. Brandon Johnny Whedon Manziel. started off. They wouldn't great, but, I mean. Brandon Whedon could have been better. I'm just saying they, the one they, they have a couple bad games in their first couple seasons, and then they just throw in the towel. I'm not saying that mo- most of the time it's probably for the good, but I don't know. It it seems like they're they they need some stability there. Yeah, it's like Texas. I mean, I, they I completely really agree that. They had ten quarterbacks. All right, yeah. hey, what's your take on Baker though, Dax? Yeah, I think I think when you look at the Browns roster, and you, I mean, just the talent he has around him, if you just do the absolute minimum. So just don't turn the ball over. Don't make bonehead decisions. You can be really good. Like the way he leads a team and his ability to just take this like underdog role, you know, us against them, you know, us against everybody, you know, it's, it's great. And I think if he can do that and not make bonehead decisions like he did last year, he could be a really good quarterback, but I don't see him doing that. And I think Baker honestly kind of tries to do too much at times and tries to still be that superhero that he was in college, which was he was a superhero in college. He did a really good job. Now you can't do that in the NFL when you're a, you know, what is he? Six two mediocre, fast white guy. Like you can't do that. He should just be a a glorified screen passer in their offense. Yes, exactly. And I don't know why. That's why I don't understand why you'd select him number one. Because uh, no. uh, oh, oh, it doesn't matter now. And but. you have, like, two dynamic wide receivers. Like, you don't need to run, like, 15-yard routes. Just get them the ball and let them do right, right. what they yeah. can do. So, uh, okay, well, let's go to the next one. We talked a lot about Baker. Um, he's going to be interesting, but I, I, I do like – I'll say this again. Like, I if Baker played for anybody but OU, I'd obviously like him. But uh, he does – he did not, so we hate him. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is about the opposite of – Baker Mayfield, we're gonna do buy sell on him. I'm going sell on Ryan on Ryan Tannehill. I don't know why they gave him a giant contract. I just don't understand it. And I'm alone. It would have been if like if like the the Eagles or the Vikings gave a giant contract to Nick Foles or, or Case Keenum. Like it's just not. I don't understand it. Doesn't make sense to me. I don't, yeah. I don't think Marcus Mariota's a guy, but like Ryan Tannehill, like that was the best he could do. Yeah, he's already failed. Oh. That's all. I think you Ryan, Tan- Ryan Tannehill to me is um he's again average at best i think this year he basically got a contract for handing the ball off to derrick henry and letting him take him the entire way uh i you know i I think he could be 
good. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. He, he confuses me a lot because when He's you see him in Miami, he was pretty terrible. And then he came to uh, Tennessee and, you know, just kind of was in the right place at the right time with Derrick Henry. And Derrick Henry goes off and then he played he played decent. I mean, you, you got to give it to him. He, he played mm-hmm. decent and did what he needed to do, but he's nothing max contract special. Oh, no, not no. at all. Well, guys, call me Stephen A. Smith because I got some more hot takes here. <laughs> I, I would buy Ryan Tannehill just from the fact of what we just said about Baker. Like, you just have to realize what you have around you and not do turnovers, just complete some passes. And then he has one of the best running backs in the league, so just hand it off to him. And yeah. I think he does – he does a really good job of just completing short passes and not turning over the ball. He does know his role now. Yeah. I feel like he does. Yes. I mean, yes. he's not. He's definitely not going to be a Pro Bowl, and I don't think they're going to get any farther than what they got this year. But he understands what he's supposed to be doing as a quarterback. But then also, I understand that I think he got way too much money, but who else were they going to give that money to? Because there weren't a whole lot of – They drafted somebody. Or, I don't know. I mean, they, they, had draft pick. they had a late draft pick too. Well, I mean, so, the Packers somehow drafted a quarterback. Yeah, Jordan time. Love. But, but, I mean, I definitely think – I definitely think Ryan Tannehill is an average quarterback, but he understands and kind of fits that team yeah. better than Mariota did. And, okay. just kind of like- and, and we also don't know what's going on behind the scenes. He may be a great team leader, and he may be getting those guys fired up every single yeah. week. You know? Yeah, because I listened to uh, another of the Titans linemen. Oh, uh, Taylor Luan. Yeah, the Bust with the Boys podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They hype Ryan Tannehill up like nobody's business. They love this dude. So, I mean, yeah. it could just be another, like, That's half morale. Battle. Yeah. Just, just getting someone that wants to, like, play for these like play for this team. Yeah. So, I like it. Okay, third quarterback here. This one might be the trickiest one because he's the youngest. Uh, Justin Herbert, recently drafted by the Chargers. Oh, I don't cool. know if he's going to be a starter. I'm going by, and I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. This is Josh Allen 2.0. He's yeah. Josh Allen. I don't care if he's socially awkward or whatever they said. He's quiet. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Can he throw the football? You know, can he throw it? He can throw it out of the stadium. He can run fast. I don't care. I saw him. I went to the Auburn-Oregon game. On the last play of the game, obviously it was a stupid play, but he threw the ball out of the back of the end zone from the 30-yard line. I mean, he, he's got a cannon. And I'm not yeah. saying that's all that you got to work on as a quarterback, but the talent is there. I'm going by on him. Uh, 100%. You're with me on that one? Yeah. yeah. I'm Justin 100%. Herbert. I'm going to buy. I don't think he plays this year just because so they have Tyrod. But I definitely think that this could be a situation where sitting for a year helps him develop and just doesn't oh. get thrown into an offense. But the dude's a smart dude. He knows how he can make plays with his feet, and he has a cannon for an arm. And he's got good talent around him. I just think – if, he's, if he was thrown in in a week one starter, I definitely think he would flop. Yeah. But the fact that he's sitting for a year and has a year to learn under Tyrod and Coach Lynn, I feel like he has an opportunity to succeed Dude, here. Uh, Tyrod Taylor is a command strip quarterback. Yeah. And let me explain this because when you temporarily move somewhere, you put command strips up and then that's how you put yeah. your decorations up. Tyrod Taylor has had a, a rookie draft him almost every single year or like drafted behind him. Yeah. That's you know that's the nail. You put the nail in the wall when you get the you know the rookie quarterback. He's a command strip quarterback. Yeah. Uh, but we're taking by on Justin Herbert. Next we're gonna Mitch, Mitch Trubisky. Where do we feel on him? So there's just my Nick Foles. I'm selling. I'm selling. It seems like a dumpster fire to me. This is this is a easy the easiest sell of the day. I mean he's had plenty of time to prove that he's you know to plenty of time to prove to be a good quarterback and he has not done anything with it so complete i'm yeah. selling you're selling completely uh-huh. how much better this is the question and i don't i'm an eagles fan so when i throw this out there it may be a little bit biased 
But how much better do you think Dak Prescott is than Mitchell Trubisky? 1,000 times better. Really? I don't think he's that much better. I really don't either. either. (laughs) I think. Um, So here's the thing. If you would have asked me this last week, I definitely would have sold on Mitchell Trubisky. But I saw a TikTok highlight video of him. I was trying to find it, but I couldn't. Dude, Mitchell Trubisky is going to ball out this year. And honestly, people forget that he was a pro bowler two years ago. So, like, he had a bad year, but obviously so yeah, did everyone really bad else. year. But so did everyone <laughs> really else. Bad year. Like, Khalil Mag didn't have a good year. They lost yeah, Kyle Long. Eddie Jackson was bad. Yeah, like, they everyone had... on that team kind of digressed some. But I definitely think there being a tough competition with Nick Foles being there. Yeah. But I just don't think Nick Foles can stay healthy if he did. I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of people give him the big the, the bad rap because they picked him and didn't pick Patrick Mahomes or whatever. Or Sean Watson. Well, yeah. But, I mean, they didn't pay a lot of good players. Yeah. But – what I'm saying is that he's maybe a little bit better than we think because of that. Um, but we'll move on from Mitchell Trubisky. He's not very fun to talk about because it's kind of just a dumpster fire. Yeah, he sucks. Uh, last one here. Brett is actually a Giants fan, and we put this on the list. It's Daniel Jones. We're not sure what to think about Danny Dimes. He's fumble prone. Fumble prone. Yeah, you saw Jamal Adams just rip the ball from him. But he <laughs> also seems like another version of Eli Manning to me. I mean, he's a good passer, decent in the pocket. Um a little bit more athletic than people think. I'm gonna go ahead. And, I'm gonna go ahead and not bet on this one because I don't want to buy or sell. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm gonna fold on this this play. I'm. A, I'm a Cowboys fan, so care less about what he's doing. So, yeah. <laughs> wow, this is tough because I. I don't want to choose one or the other either because I would be. I don't want to buy him because he fumbled so much and he only played eight games. Right. But I don't want to sell because. We have a new head coach, Jason Garrett, who did absolutely nothing in Dallas, is an offensive coordinator, so hopefully he can do something. Uh, I don't remember if Freddie Kitchens is on the staff. He was. Freddie Kitchens is there? Yeah, Freddie Kitchens was getting interviewed for a hired tight end coach, which. Dude, how funny is it that that like, fat lard man, his last name is Kitchens? But <laughs> I'm not going to do anything on Daniel Jones. I definitely think he's got potential to do well, but he was also thrown into the fire really early in his yeah. rookie year, which probably wasn't the smartest. But I definitely think this year is make or break for him. Uh, when Daniel Jones got drafted, Brett literally just oh. was so mad. I'm literally sitting there and I was like, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen. And when I heard Daniel Jones, I... Was the same draft? No, Josh Allen is in the defensive Oh, end. from Kentucky. From Kentucky. Yeah. Who had a really good year this year. Uh, yeah, when we drafted Daniel Jones, I think I lost my mind. But, but hey, it happens. And I'm loving the hype. I'm about to go order a China Daniel Jones jersey. Yeah. He's he's um he's a full-time starter now, so yeah, you better like him. Uh, we're going to do one more thing here with Brett, and then we're going to get uh, Calvin's back on, and we'll go from there. Uh, but it's been fun having Brett on. We're going to do a location of the week here. Uh, basically, the um, thing about your location of the week is you if you haven't been there, you tell your take on it. If you've been there, give us a story about it. On the road again Going places that I've never been the location little drum roll there it is there it is las vegas nevada las vegas baby viva las vegas yeah so <laughs> vegas. i went to vegas one time it's hotter than like literally anywhere else i've been um great uber drivers uh great airport and that's all I got. Yeah, I uh, did a project on them in sixth grade. It was pretty kick-ass. Really? Yeah. That's nice. Wait, have you ever been to Vegas? 
What? Have you ever been there? No. Okay, close your eyes. If you have to describe Las Vegas in three words, what do you say? Lights, strippers, casino. Dude, that's the exact three words I was thinking of. Dude, I thought you were going to say lights, camera, action. I was like, wow. (laughs) (laughs) No, I've never been there either. But those three words that Dak said are exactly what I would have thought to describe Las Vegas. Are there a lot of strippers there or something? What? Did I not know that? I just... I'm not sure there's strip clubs, but I just thought that that was, like, more gambling. I mean, if there were a bunch of strip clubs, Lou Williams would be there. Yeah. Call Las Vegas Magic City, man. <laughs> I wonder, uh, I wonder, you know, like, the Las Vegas Summer League? Imagine yeah. being, like, the 12th guy on the bench for one of those. You just, what would you do? you just go nuts for a week. You know you're not making the team at that point. And you know you're not going to yeah. play in the G League either. Yeah. Might as well just go. Go ham. All right, hey, well, it's been fun having Brett on. We're going to move on here and put Calvin on the podcast, our original host. Uh, Brett, you want to tell the listeners anything? Um, no, I got nothing. He's got nothing. All right. See y'all. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I'm back. I had a nice little bender trip over in Ottawa, Kansas. Had a few days to go see my buddies up there before they started school, before I started school, so uh we're back now i heard brett it sounded like brett was pretty good i i heard i hopped on for the last five minutes of him sounded like he did a good job today but um we're going to move into a segment about the nba playoffs they're about to start i believe the season ends friday and so we're going to move in to the playoffs kind of what we're looking forward to what matchups we're all excited for i can imagine we're going to talk about the thunder and the sixers playoffs so uh jake or dax whoever wants to go ahead and take away your first kind of thought on the playoffs here yeah, so I mean, this is this is what all NBA fans look for, man. It's playoff time. It's where the energy just gets ramped up to another level. Uh, the 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 um, just passion for the game really starts to shine through here. Um, the East has been decided completely. Um, all the teams there have now uh, the order of who they're going to play has been set, and. Um, that's good, but I, I just kind of want to touch on before we get into everything else. How bet? How much of this could you just start pick from the beginning of the season and say, "Hey, Dax, I'm going to tell you who is in the playoffs this year," and you have a million guesses to who the Thunder will be playing in the first round. Probably my last guess would have been the Rockets. And here it is, ladies and gentlemen, the Thunder versus the Rockets, Russ versus his old team. Uh, The Thunder should not be in this position. Like, on paper, we should not be in this position. We weren't planning on being in this position. But guess what? We're we're here. We're better than ever. we got a great young point guard in Shea Gilgis-Alexander. We've got a great leader uh, or veteran in Chris Paul. We've got a top three big in the league in Steven Adams. Yeah, you heard me right. Top three big in the league. Um, Gallinari is one of the best, I mean, just best shooting fours in the game right now. Uh, and then, I mean, I could go on about this Thunder team. Here's my prediction. Wait, time that I'm out. Anthony Davis, Embiid, Jokic. Is Steven Adams better than any of nope. them? Nope, uh, no, that, that's not it. That's not. That's not. That's not the right you now. He was top three. No, 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 no. This is my, this is my top three. Anthony Davis is a four in my book. Well, he's a big. He's a four. I'm you talking center. This is the five, <laughs> five, five position. The t- the five. Oh well, okay. It's still wrong. Well, no, I'm not. Anyway, 
Here's my prediction for the NBA playoffs. All right. This may be a bold take, but it's not a bold take. It's the right take. So the Rockets, sadly, are going to be missing Russell Westbrook for the first one, two, maybe more games of this series. That will affect them. The Thunder are going to win the first series in five. That's kind of been a, from what I've heard from the group, that's a very reasonable guess. Thunder in five in the first round. Yeah. So, okay, yeah, probably so. But the Lakers, and so right now the Thunder are the five seed, the Rockets are the four seed, correct? Mm -hmm. So we will play the winner of the one and eight. And right now the Lakers are the one seed, and my guess is that the Blazers will take the eight seed. And I don't know if you've seen the Blazers right now, but they are hot, and the Lakers are not. So my prediction is the Lakers will get find some sort of rhythm later on in the series, but it's going to take them seven games to beat the Blazers. And if you look at the Lakers roster right now, it's a bunch of old guys, essentially. And that series is going to take it out of them. So my prediction is it'll be the Thunder and the Lakers in the second round. And I believe that the Thunder with the depth that we have, the young guys that we have, and how quick we're going to beat the Rockets in five compared to seven games like the Lakers will play. I think the Thunder will beat the Lakers in six. And then that will move us into the conference finals. We will be playing, and this is probably the boldest take of all of it. It's going to be Clippers versus Nuggets in the other, on the other side while the Lakers play in the Thunder. And I believe that the Nuggets will beat the Clippers this year. And that, and this is to me, the, the, the Nuggets are one of the best teams in the NBA by a lot right now. I mean, it, it, they are a dark horse to becoming one of the better teams. And it's going to be Thunder versus the Nuggets. And that's just going to be a toss-up. Okay, before before we unravel all of what Dax just said, some of what he said I just is blasphemy. Some of it is true. I do think that what he just said about the Lakers, I'm worried about the Lakers, man. And I do think that the, I watched the Nuggets-Lakers game, and it's literally Bull Bull, uh, P.J. Dozier. It's like Mark, the Plumlee guy. It's like the bench. And they're like neck and neck with the starters of the Lakers. Yeah, I'm yeah about the exactly. And the Nuggets look phenomenal. Yeah, They finally got everybody back healthy. They're great at passing. That's very key in the playoffs. You know, one guy doesn't have it. The other guy does, maybe. Um and they just have way more players than the Lakers or the Clippers. Actually, not even not, not, I wouldn't say the Clippers, but they have more players. Like, Michael Porter Jr. is not bad. Michael, Michael Porter Jr. is going to be a very, very good player in the next few years. A very good player. Um, but that's just a Western Conference. We can, we can move into Eastern Conference here soon. Yeah. Uh, Calvin, you want to talk about the West, though? Yeah, dude, I, I I kind of agree with what Dax says. There is definitely a lane that I could see the Thunder moving into the uh, conference finals. Like, I, just the way that everything's kind of shaping up now. Now, this could all get – a wrench could be thrown into this if the Suns continue their hot streak and the Blazers lose tonight. And, like, the Suns could find their way into the playoff. Because yeah. you have to remember, there's a play-in game that's going to happen that, that will take place if both teams win yeah. or both teams lose, I believe. And so that will be an extra game added on to the Blazers and the Suns. Um, so I, the, it could go either way. The Thunder could also just lose the first round. I really think the Thunder Rockets series happened in the worst year possible for, where there's no fans and there's nothing going yeah. on because you, because think about it. Cause Chris Paul going back to Houston, 
James Harden and Russell coming back to OKC, that would have been such a fun series, but instead it's in a bubble with not really any fans. And instead all they're yeah. talking about is, oh, these two teams used to play, they used to play for the other team, but it's not that big of a deal because they're all playing in the bubble, like basically in the yeah. same court all the time. So it's not that big of a deal. Um, I think the West is going to shape out a little differently than what's kind of expected. I think there will be a couple upsets that some people aren't expecting. Um, I also, like, the biggest upset I think of the year is either the Suns. If the Suns make the playoffs, that's just going to be ridiculous. But also the Thunder being the four seed right now, like that's just incredible with all the uh, predictions that the Thunder had with all the selling and all that. So the West is going to be an interesting one. Um, I, I think the East is more set in stone, Jake. I don't know. I could be wrong. Uh, Jake could have an opinion well, on that one. The thing about the West, we haven't even really touched on the Mavericks or the Jazz. And I'm not saying that they're like they're going to make the finals, but both those teams are going to have their say in the playoffs. I mean, right, right. the Mavericks have, and I don't care what you are, who you are, Luka Doncic is a freaking baller, man. And like Luka Doncic is a star. And Porzingis has been putting him in the hole as well. I mean, he was like yes. six for eight from three the other day. They're Porzingis just as had good. a great day the other day. They're just as good. At, they're looking just as good as the Lakers right now. And that's the one seed. So the West is wide open. I'm telling you, it's more wide open than people think. A lot of people think it's Clippers, Lakers. I could see the Blazers, man. I mean, they're so hot. And the way Lillard is playing, he's the best player in the world right now. Right now. Yep. Uh, and Him and Devin Booker. I would say Lillard's better than Booker right now. But, yeah. Right, I, mean, I agree. Yeah. What I'm saying is, is you saw last year, is that, you know, Kawhi Leonard was the best player at the right time. And that's really – what it comes down to a lot of the time who has the best player at the end of the game. And that's what the NBA is. And you're seeing that Damian Lillard is kind of the best player right now. Uh, granted, he's been doing it against teams that are, you know, maybe in the playoffs, maybe not. And he's going to have to do it, you know, full time against the Lakers, but it's still pretty impressive to see. Uh, we haven't talked about the Grizzlies either. I don't think they'll make it, but you know, they were the eight seed coming into the bubble. Um, I don't think they have any shot to beat the Lakers, but um, it's going to be interesting to see how the eight seed shapes out. Uh, we can go switch on to the East. Um, I'm a Sixers fan. Uh, I'm throwing in the towel. Screw it. Let's go to next season. The uh, Oklahoma City pick last night, Mike Muscala hit a three to help the, the Thunder win. And the uh, that officially makes the uh, first round pick of the Thunder convey to Philadelphia. So I'm kind of pumped about that. Uh, rest of the season, fire Brett Brown. He sucks. He's a terrible coach. And our team is awful. So I, I think I, I think I'd agree. You need to move on from Brett Brown. I think that's kind of that's really hindering you. He's literally awful. And the thing is that it pisses me off. I just wanted us to play anybody but the Celtics because I knew we we're going to lose in the first round probably. So now we just have to lose to our arch rivals. I mean, once Ben Simmons went out, I knew probably going to lose in the first round. Um, yeah. but man, I don't know. Maybe they maybe they come back. Maybe Al Horford just has a revitalized first round of the playoffs, but I think that the Sun will probably yeah, fuck how about Al, Al Horford has completely disappeared. Like, how, I, how about a He sucks bad. He's so bad. And the thing is, is he was so good every time he played the Sixers, and we finally signed him, and he decided to just suck. So <laughs> I'm tired of him. I, I hate our team right now. They're not even fun to watch. The only thing that's good about him is Matisse, Thibault, and Shake Milton. I'd rather just, you know, watch them two play NBA Jam. Yeah. Um, but the rest of the East, we can talk other things in the East. I don't know. I don't think the Bucks are that good. I really don't. The Bucks have shown. I, mean, I think teams are slowly learning that Giannis is not as good as he really like. All you have to do is stop him from getting to the paint and make him shoot, 
and he can't. <laughs> like, it's very simple. Well, but the thing is, they can load their – if you just play, you know, pack line defense and you sit in the lane, if you're telling me that George Hill or, you know, um, Wesley Matthews is consistently going to beat me, I'll take my odds, right? Right. Uh, and the Raptors, they just they're so deep. I, I could take I could see the Raptors winning it. I don't I don't what? think that the Celtics or the Heat are good enough yet. I think they're close. They're close. I, um, and, and I think you touched on this. The Raptors are a very good team. I think well, a lot of teams are sleeping on them because they lost Kawhi. You know, people are like, oh, you know, they lost Kawhi, blah, blah, blah. The Raptors are a very good team, well coached, very mm-hmm. deep, have a lot of playmakers, a lot of really good defenders. Um I mean, they're they're a scary, scary good team. So as long as long as the um, Raptors don't have any injuries, I'm taking the Raptors. Right. Have, I would, I would. Honestly, one through fifteen, they have the best roster in the East. Now, do they have the best player? Like I said earlier, I don't think so. But do we really think that? And and I'm maybe I'm wrong, but I think Giannis is obviously the number one player in the East. But other than that, I mean, who are the other? Who are the players that are gonna you know take down the Raptors? I don't think anybody. Jason Tatum? I don't see it. I don't no, see it. Tatum, Tatum, I don't think Tatum can Tatum's do it. too young. He can't do that. I also right. think Tatum, I don't think Tatum's going to stay in, uh, with the Celtics for too long, honestly. Really? I really don't think he'll be there for as long as people say he might be. Not Whether it's a trade or he goes elsewhere, I think I, I just don't think he fits in in uh, Boston as well as everybody says he does. I mean, he's, he's kind of a star there. I don't know. I, I could see what you mean because – he does seem like a guy that would love to explore free agency. I don't know if you guys get that vibe from yeah, him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Definitely. Just to see what happens. Um, but, yeah, hey, we'll move on from from the, the playoffs. I think uh, we'll go ahead and give our official predictions of, for the finals matchup right right here. I'm going Raptors-Clippers. Um, I think – and it's, it's one of those ones where I'm really not – I just don't have any clue, but that's my best bet. So, what do you about y'all? Calvin, go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Clippers, and I'm also gonna go probably uh, with Toronto as well. I don't like. Uh, there's just nobody else I see really stepping up and and taking it. This could be the easiest ring that uh, Paul George ever gets, honestly, in my opinion. I know. Because if he gets well, if he gets through the West, like who in the East is really gonna threaten that team, honestly? I, I think that the the Bucks and Raptors, I think it's a little bit inevitable that they match up. Um, and that would be a hell of a series. Yes. And same with, you know, obviously the Lakers, Clippers. I don't know if that's going to be as likely to happen, but those series would both be incredible. I'm going to go with my prediction for the finals. I do think Clippers, Raptors is, is a very, uh, I, I would say it's probably the front runner, but a matchup that, Probably not a lot of people realize here that I think could happen is Nuggets, Nuggets, Raptors. I really do think that the Nuggets are deep enough. They have enough scores. They have enough guys that can play solid defense to just potentially beat the Clippers and then beat up a banged up Lakers or maybe even play a Thunder team and beat the. I, I really I have a lot of faith in the, in the Nuggets and I think they can get it done. Um, and then, you know. Nuggets versus Raptors, I think that'd be a, another great series. I, I actually like what Dax is saying here because I actually do agree with it. I think that you're seeing in the bubble that your depth matters a lot. And it's yeah. not because anybody has COVID or anything like that, but it's just that there's not as many fans or there's no fans. 
Um, so it's it's kind of hard, you know. I don't know if it's it, it, if it's a uh, a mental thing, but you usually see the best players um, on each team. The stars matter more when there's actual fans. Without yeah. fans, when it's in the bubble, I think it it matters more how deep your team is. It's a glorified pickup game. Um, Essentially. So, uh, dude, it'll be tough. I can't wait to watch it though. The NBA has done a great job. Can, can't say that enough. Um, it does help that they can play their sport in the bubble, but they've done a great job. Yeah, NBA. Shout out to NBA, man. I mean, this is your. I, 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 I'm assuming I haven't checked the numbers, but their TV ratings have to be through the roof right now. I mean, they always are. They've been going up. For yeah, they, they've been doing great, but now, like the way they, in the in the broadcasters, the thing that I like about it the most is, uh, they're not focused on COVID. Every, you know, they're not pounding like we're tired of hearing about it. Like, let us we watch sports to have a break from this. They don't talk about that. They talk about basketball the entire time. Like it's. They're talking about you know the different matchups. It, it, it's it just it's a good break for a lot of people, and I think that they're playing really good basketball right now, and it's it's just exciting times for the NBA, and I'm I'm really proud of what they've done. Okay, so we're gonna move into here a, a segment that we've done a little bit. We've officially come up with a new name for it. It's the uh, scared money don't make money. What would Sam Presti do? Sports bet of the week. Listen. When you speak the language of gambling, $60,000 swing is now fully in play. 223, and I am going over. Here's why. Deal with the question. We just lost 60 grand in 45 minutes. It's just going to be actually what you think. Uh, what would you bet on today in terms of is it a game, is it a prop bet, whatever it is. Um, today... My bet of the week is the Mavericks. They are nine-point dogs against the Suns. The Suns are undefeated, but the Mavericks have everybody healthy, and they're somehow nine-point underdogs. I'm taking the Mavericks there. All they got to do is not lose by nine. Yeah. That's a solid bet there. Um, for me, I've got um, the Spurs versus Jazz. Now, did Jake leave? No. He's still here. Oh, you went away. Never mind. All right, we're good. <laughs> anyway, the Spurs versus Jazz. Now, have the Jazz, are they missing players right now? Uh, not on the full injury report, but I think that they're sitting Rudy Gobert. I think some of them are like day-to-day. Yeah, Mike Conley okay. and Rudy Gobert are not so, playing. Spurs, Spurs versus Jazz. It's San Antonio minus eight. I'm going to be honest here. I would go with the Spurs because the Spurs still have something to play for, correct? Yeah, but they don't have Aldridge playing or Patty Mills. Oh, they don't? No. Ah. Uh, and they'd have to win by eight points. Yeah, no, that's I'm, – I'm out on that one. Never mind. <laughs> that's the sports bet of the week. Don't, don't take that. No, 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 yeah. I, 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 thought, I thought the Spurs were playing for something and then the Jazz were going to sit everybody, and it was minus eight, and I'm like, well, hell. They may win by 15, you know, so. Um, yeah, I'm going to go uh, Bucks-Grizzlies. I, I think that the Grizzlies still have something to play for. It's minus three Memphis. Go for it, man. Go for it. Uh, I'm going to go the opposite there. I'm going to go I'm gonna go same same game, except I'm going to take take the over. And I feel like that, dude, I feel like the Bucks may just crap down the Grizzlies' throat today. I really do. I, I, I just feel like. <laughs> The Grizzlies just aren't that good, and there's just a chance that they're going to get throttled tonight by at least 20. They're going to crap wow. down the throat. 
<laughs> That's how I feel, man. I I looked at that and I was like, there's no way. Like, I, I guess the Grizzlies do have something to play for, but who's playing for it outside of Jaw? Who? who? Uh, Jaron Jackson. Exactly. You, you, you don't, you're not going to rely on Jaron Jackson to get you the three and a half for your betting line there. That's what I'm saying. Take right. Giannis or take Jaron Jackson. I don't think Giannis is playing, but yeah, you're probably I think right. He's suspend- I think he's suspended, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. Chris Middleton. <laughs> Giannis is suspended for headbutting. Chris Middleton, Jerry Jackson. Okay, wait, time out. Another thing about the NBA. Kyle Kuzma recently hit the only shot I've ever seen him make. Uh, I've only seen him make one shot. He shoots just way too much. And then after the game, he said that if uh, Jesus Christ was in front of him, he still would have shot the shot. I love the confidence in a normal player, but shut the hell up, Kyle Kuzma. Shut the hell up. You're awful. You're terrible. And then after the game, all the TNT guys were like, yeah, well, Kyle Kuzma can shoot you in and out of games. Show me a game. Show me a game where Kyle Kuzma has shot them into the game. Show me that. The guy's buns. He's buns. He's literal buns. And y'all are going to be like, oh, he can shoot you in and out of games. No, he can't. He shoots you out of every game. He's literally terrible. So that's my Kyle Kuzma take. He's freaking ass. That was was a hot take right there. I mean, not really a hot Hot take, take. but it's a very strong take. He's so bad. I hate when people think he's good. I mean, I agree. I agree. Not a whole lot to go there. All right, well, also, we're going to go to uh, Dax's little move of the week. Uh, let him introduce that for you. Dax's move. I got the moves. The moves. I got the moves. Oh, it's I my moves. moves. You got to move. Dax's you got to move. move. She made that back move. Yeah, so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to move of the week. Um, you know, this has been a, uh, it's been a fun week for me because I've literally done nothing, sat in my room, and... Uh, you know, contemplated life that and had horrible. plenty of time to think of my move of the week. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, I, I, I got to give it to you. Got to give the people what they want. And right here is my move of the week. It is a sol- or solid gold Xbox 360 controller. You can get these bad boys on Amazon for a good little de- deal. Uh, anytime you're playing NCAA 14 and, you know, you're winning your 12th national championship in the last 12 years – and you look down at your solid gold control controller, and you're just like, I'm the man. That's the I way mean, I feel, I mean. and that's the way you can feel with this gold Xbox 360 controller. Uh, get them on Amazon, and get the wireless one. Like, come on now, it's 2020. Don't get a wired one. Dex, Dex, so we have we do have some actual fans that listen to every podcast episode, which I, I really like. There seems to be a growing number of them, which is awesome. But there, there is starting to become a slow conspiracy theory on your move of the week. And that conspiracy theory is, is that you just, whatever you find close to you is your move of the week that day. And I, I could be wrong. I'm just saying there's a chance. Hey, man, here's the thing. I keep the things I like the most, the closest. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, sometimes, sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. But my move of the week is something that I use on a daily basis, something that I enjoy. And so, yeah, it, it, it happens to be by me a lot of the time. So, you know, you go back to my one of my first ones was the torpedoes. Those torpedoes are fun as hell, man. When you're in the pool, you throw those torpedoes around. I use those every time I'm in the pool. Uh, I think I, I look back to another one, the JBL speaker. I use that JBL speaker every day in the shower. It's awesome. Okay. And then you look at another move of the week. Uh, what, what, what have some of my other ones been? The Xbox control. I mean, I use that every day. So, I mean, it's just... 
you, you gotta go with it. The, the bite for me balls. The bite for me ball. Come on, man. That's a good rebuttal. That's a really good rebuttal. There. That's that. I'm, I like how you uh, combated that statement. So uh, the con- conspiracy theorist, uh, you can just uh, suck my left nut. Yep. There you go. Suck me. I was waiting on it. <laughs> oh, they're making the frogs gay. Uh, all right. Hey, we're gonna move here from Dax's move of the week. We're gonna do a little uh, draft again. The Wait, hey, hang on, Jake. Jake, before we do that, I, I got a quick, I got a quick stat before we get too far along. Uh, if that's okay, I don't want to jump in too quick. Now, now, as you know, I like I like baseball a lot. I love baseball. Couple of stats. Number one is Charlie Blackman may literally hit 500 this season. He uh, up until yesterday was 34 for 68, which is just unbelievable as the rest of the league is hitting a 230. This guy is hitting way better than everybody else in the league. So that's not, that's not the stat of the week. That's just another thing. My stat of the week is this. So the Pittsburgh Pirates, if you know anything about the Pittsburgh Pirates, they haven't been very good in a long time. The Pittsburgh Pirates, as of right now, are 13-3. and three. That is a 188 win percentage. That puts them nine and a half games back of the Chicago Cubs. And it also puts them... Five games or uh, four and a half games back of the St. Louis Cardinals, who are the second to last team in that division. Now, the interesting thing about that is the Cardinals have only played five games. So if you take away their entire season, the Pittsburgh Pirates are only a half a game better, 16 games in, than the the St. Louis Cardinals would be with zero games. Just interesting. (laughs) The Pittsburgh Pirates suck. That's the stat. You really just went all in on the Pirates there. Yeah, well, I, I mean, the Pirates suck. I mean, they do. They really do. They do suck, but... Pirates, you suck. That's an unprecedented amount of sucking. Um, hey, sounds like uh, Steve Irwin is going to have a daughter, or his daughter is going to have a child. Could be awesome. Yeah, that would have been interesting if Steve Irwin Bindi. was having a daughter. Shout out, hey, shout out Bendy. Is that her name? Bendy? Yep. That's a sweet Bindi name. Irwin. Yeah, sounds like she's having a baby, so that's pretty her cool. Bendy? Yeah, Bindi. Bindi Irwin. Yep. Yep. Shout out. Also, so what, do think, uh, what, is, what do you think she's going to name her child? Maybe Steve. Big Steve? Maybe Steve. No, I doubt that, dude. Steve Irwin Jr.? Thomas. Tom, Thomas. <laughs> Thomas Irwin. I like it. Uh, <laughs> those are pretty bland names. Yeah. Then he could be a sports star and go by T.I.? Okay. Yeah. I like or T.I. Jr. T.I.J. Yeah. Also, I, I I know I know we're not we're not doing tweet of the week this episode, but I just gotta give some love to uh, my boy Lou Holtz here. Quote yeah. of the year. Quote of the year here. This isn't a, this is a, a barstool sports. They posted the article, uh, but the, in in the video, Lou Holtz uh, to summarize what he said basically. Um, you know, he is all for players playing. Okay. He's all for it. Oh, and his, his reasoning, his re- big football guy. Uh, and he said, he started out, if you have some sort of pre existing health condition, sit the season out, that's perfectly fine, but let the players play. Okay. And then to back it up, his quote to, to just kind of help the people here was when they stormed Normandy. They knew there would be casualties. So essentially saying, who cares if some players die from this? We need college football. So shout out Lou Holtz for that quote. That was pretty funny. It made my day. 
uh, yesterday. Um, just needed to throw it out there. Yeah, we love uh, Lou Holtz. I, you know, when him and uh, Lee Corso aren't doing some type of media anymore, it's going to be a real it's, sad day. It's going to be a sad day. Um, yeah, I love the the old the old football. You know, the old head ball coach. We need Steve yeah. Spurrier. More sound bites from Steve Spurrier. We really do. Um, somebody actually told me the other day that uh, potentially, now I'm not saying this is true, that uh, Mike Gundy and Mike Leach could be doing a show together and it'd be called Mike and Mike. That would be, I mean, it, it, that would sell out. Yeah, oh, it would be great. Uh, uh, I thought it would sell out, but yeah, I agree. That would be an, an insanely awesome. But uh, so we've got a little bit of stats. We've got a little bit of moves in terms of Xbox controllers. Um, now we're going to go to drafting the worst TV show characters. These are just characters, right? We're talking not the actor, is the show bad, nothing like that. Who we dislike the most. We're going to take three selections here. It looks like Dax actually won last time, which is a little, I little mean, shocking. By, by the most, the biggest, I mean, the biggest win margin in three-man fast break history. Uh, I told you guys I was going to win. I went out. I did it, you know. I can't. Yeah, that seems a little cheating with Jesus. I praise the Lord. All right. Yes. Well, so, so me and Calvin actually tied for second place with 13% each, which is not very good. But well, we got smacked. So I'll let, I'll let Calvin go second here, and then I'll oh. go last and do a little back to back here. Dak, she won't, or no, I guess, I guess Calvin I'm goes back. first, and I'll go second. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, First one that comes to my mind, first pick, and I'm just going to lose this draft. I know I am, and that's fine. I'm, I'm tanking for the first pick next round, too, I guess. My first one is is a Tank bit of a throwback. Yeah, is what I'm doing here. Uh, my first number one person or worst TV character of all time is going to be Corey from Corey in the House. Whoa. I just didn't – I just wasn't a huge fan of the show. I wasn't. I really wasn't. I, I really didn't like the spinoff of that. So, Raven, it just didn't, it just didn't do for me. Wow. That is, I mean, I, I'm speechless. I'm speechless. Well, hopefully that gets me a couple votes for being speechless about it. I don't think it will. I don't think so either, but we'll see. Could be. All right, it so is. I'm going second. Yeah, I'm going second. Yeah, yeah. Uh, second, I'm going to follow that up with uh, Carol Baskin. <laughs> oh. Hey, what's up, That's cool cats one. and kittens? Yeah, vote for me. I pick Carol Baskin. Dax is next. All right. My next one is, uh, I mean, this is just an easy one. Toby Flinderson just just sucks. Just sucks. Right. I mean, he's awful. He I mean, that, that, yeah. And then I, I get back to back, right? Yep. And then shout out my Game of Thrones fans, Joffrey Baratheon. Absolutely terrible, dude. Terrible, dude. I never watched that show, so I really couldn't tell you. Oh, gosh. Well, hopefully I can get some love from the Game of Thrones fans. Oh, geez. I got a good one. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jake. So it's my my second pick here. I, Dax just took Toby Flinderson. I'm going every character on Big Bang Theory. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. I like the show, but I think I would agree with that. All the characters really suck. Actually, Sheldon's cool, but everybody else. Big Bang Theory. All right. Well, my, my second pick is going to be London Tipton from The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. You're picking no, good ones. Oh, no, I'm picking bad ones. I'm picking ones I don't like. 
I, I didn't like London because she was so snobby and, and, and she seemed way above everybody else when she was the dumbest one on the show. Corey, I didn't like because the show was a spinoff of That's So Raven. I just didn't like him. I didn't like either of them. Yeah, but London tipped and she pulled everything together, man. I, I See, that's where I disagree. I think the one that pulled it all together was, um, who was Ashley Tisdale? Uh, Maddie. Uh, Maddie. I think Maddie was the one who pulled Maddie. it all together. She was the one that kept everybody together there. But, but she didn't get to keep going on Sweet Life on Deck. Well, she had other opportunities. She was working on Phineas and Ferb. You know, stuff. So she had stuff. Oh, was she Candace? Yeah, she was Candace. She, yeah, uh, can Candace dick fit your mouth? No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh, shoot! Got him. Hey, oh. have y'all ever had like pinna pasta? Yeah. Y like the pinna noodles? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, like pin penetrate your mom. <laughs> That's All right. Hey, who that just one, went? That one, yeah, you missed it. You missed it there. Jay. That one was okay. Who's next? Is it me? Uh, you, right? Yeah, yeah. I got okay. So my last pick. Uh, I'm going Ross from Friends. He, yeah, he's like true. archaeologist or like loves dinosaurs. That's weird. And he's super lame. Uh, so yeah, screw him. Okay. Uh, and then my my last one. Uh, gotta go with. And this may be this may be a controversial one, but Andy Bernard, he's just annoying as shit. I, I don't. Dude, I, I actually agree so much with that. I, there, I, I mean, he just like I don't care. Like when he loses Aaron, like I, I don't care. Like it's just like, dude, you suck. <laughs> like, there, there's nothing likable about. There's no likable qualities that he has, you know. So. Yeah, and once um, once uh, Michael Scott leaves. His character becomes like steadily worse and worse and worse. He he oh, becomes yeah. the bad guy. He well, lose, he, I mean he he's he's not even enjoyable. Mm. He's trying way too hard, is what it is. His character yeah. tries way too hard. Yeah, not I don't him. I don't like him at all. It's a great show, great show, but like he just loses it. So this is your last pick, Calvin. Yeah, this is it right here, and this is going to be another one that's that's controversial, and I expect to get zero votes this time. My my last one. We're sticking with the twenty, the early twenty tens, uh, Disney Disney shows, and we're gonna go with Teddy Duncan from Good Luck Charlie. What? I, I found her. I found her annoying. I didn't like her. I didn't. Like, I, I didn't. Oh my! God. We're talking Bridget Mindler here. Yes, we're talking Bridget Mindler. Bridget? I, don't, I don't like Bridget what? Mindler as an actress. Boo! Boo! Uh, yeah, boo me, boo me. Boo. Oh, when, I this, when I win this thing, I, it's gonna be it's gonna be easy. This is going to be the upset of the year if you win. And I'll be slinging the wood. There's literally no chance you're winning. I think I got a good shot here. You, 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 may, you, may, have had it, you may have had it before. I mean, like, slim chance. Don't but, tell me Don't tell me that Bridget Midler put that one over the edge. Stop. Bridget Midler was the worst one of all of them. I'll agree. No, no. You're talking – Bob's Bugs Be Gone. <laughs> no, I like the show. I like the show. But – her in general was the one I didn't like. I, I, I didn't like the way she went about it. She's the whole show, man. She starts the show off with, uh, good luck, oh, Charlie. Good luck, Charlie. Yeah. You know, um, do you see the tick, the guy on TikTok who comments, I'm Bob Duncan? On all the, uh, no. on all the TikToks? Oh, God. He, there's a Bob Duncan TikTok account that comments, I'm Bob Duncan. So just be on the lookout. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm Bob Duncan. That's awesome. 
Oh, man. All right. Hey, so we're going to get you all out of here as listeners. Uh, we love that you guys are supporting our podcast and all that good stuff. We're going to talk about one more thing here, and it's just something I'm throwing out there. Uh, this morning, Desmond Howard, famous for saying, is Desmond Howard going to have to choke a bitch uh, on live television? <laughs> I love Desmond Howard on TV. Uh, I think he's very underrated. Brings a weird Dave Chappelle feel to college game day. Yeah. And, uh, I love I love his takes. But today, he said, he went off the rails again today. And he said, uh, so I guess Nebraska, they really want to play football, obviously. They're in the Big Ten. Oh, he yeah, said, I've heard this. He said that they... If he was Nebraska's athletic director, he'd be finding a fucking way to get their ass out of the Big Ten <laughs> on on ESPN. <laughs> no, 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 no. He, he, he was saying that about the Big Ten to Nebraska. So he was saying if I was the Big Ten, I would be finding a way to get their ass out of here. Oh, really? Yeah, that was his take. Desmond Howard, Desmond Howard has, like, gone off the rails here recently for some reason, which is just strange. It's awesome to see, though. But it I, seems dude, like I, he's the most level-headed dude out of all of them. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Kirk Herbstreit's pretty much. Oh, been- Kirk, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, but you get my point. Like, he's a very mellow dude, and then he's just gone off now. Like, yeah. he doesn't care. Yeah, and I love and it. So, so my other my my theoretical question of the whole thing is uh, Nebraska, Iowa, maybe. Let's just talk Nebraska. Comes back to the Big Twelve. That would make us whole again. I'm not even kidding. That would be yeah. beautiful. I'd be, be happy. Big. Yeah. Nebraska Nebraska's on the come up as well. Well, and they have the same fan base as, you know, one of our, you know, OU, Texas, Oklahoma State, you know, the bigger schools in the Big 12, West Virginia. Yeah. Um, so that would be awesome. And then maybe you somehow throw in a school like, if you get Nebraska, then maybe you could do like Houston or Cincinnati. Um, yeah. And then you have 12. So I would love that. Um, conference realignment is so much fun to talk about. What do you, what, if you guys pick, could pick two teams, though, uh, to put in the Big 12, who would you, cho- who would you choose? Calvin, you want to go first on this yeah, one? Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, I'll go Nebraska because I like Nebraska. And then I'd probably add – oh, shoot, Memphis. Just the way their offense is. I like the way their yeah. offense – it's a, it's an air raid yeah. offense like a lot it's of – It is a offense. Big 12 offense. It's a Big 12 it offense. Big 12 That's 12 what I like. But do, does Memphis have the same like – I mean, they're good at basketball too, which would help. But are they? do they have the same intrigue as like, you know, a, a bigger school like Pitt or somebody like that that can play West Virginia? Uh, I mean, I think I'd rather have Memphis over Pitt for sure. I mean, I, I, we could go cliche and I could pick some huge school. Like, I, I'd love to have Missouri and – or like A&M and Nebraska back. But I think I think the way yep. – Mem- Memphis would help basketball and, and football-wise. Yeah. I uh, I was just right there. I, I would I would have uh, Nebraska and Texas A&M. Yeah. I think Texas A&M has just been on the come up ever since they left the Big 12. And, um, yeah, I mean – uh, no, I mean, they really, like, you, you think of where they were at before they left the Big 12 and where they're at now, they are in a better spot. Huh? Their last two years in the Big 12, they went 7-6 and six and 7-6. and six. That's not really good. That's what I'm saying. I know, so I'm saying where they're at now is better than where they left. 8-5. and five. That's better, and they have a better <laughs> coach, they have better recruits. Yeah. I, I'm just saying, like, yes, they haven't won as many games, but they're building up to that spot. They're yeah, becoming slowly. A&M crap. has been building up that spot for their entire existence. Well, they're they're getting there, man. <laughs> they're getting there. I, hey, Jake, who, who and, then, yeah, and then Nebraska. And then Nebraska is definitely on the come up. I agree. Scott Frost seems to be the right guy. Yeah, as, long as, as, long as, as long as he gets to stay there. Right. As long as right. he gets to stay there and as long as 
um, they can continue to, the recruits they get continue to pan out for them. I think they'll be in a good spot. I'm taking Arizona, Arizona State. I think that'd be fun. Oh yeah, that'd be sick. It'd be another in-state rivalry as well. That'd be cool. Right. Okay, well, we're going to hop off the pod today. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Go ahead and tell your friends, tell your mom, you know, everybody. Uh, tell your great aunt, tell your great uncle, all of them. Grandma, grandpa, do it all. Uh, but you, you can you can support us uh, at anchor.fm slash 3MF. Uh, we're going to go ahead and give you the opportunity to, if you do monetarily support us, we'll send you a golf ball. It says bite for me, um, a little fan fun. Uh, also, uh, give us five stars on the Apple Podcasts. Um, we're dipping off here, man. Peace, boys and girls.